Let's dive straight into the word. The word of the Lord to us in the month of December is grace multiplied. Grace multiplied. Grace multiplied is the word of the Lord to us in the month of December. Please, child of God, we live in a time where the, when people hear grace, there are two people, two responses. The moment they hear grace, they've opened the door and they're walking out. All right, and there's another category. The moment they hear grace, they are walking in. It means, oh, nice. I'm going to hear another grace preacher give me another nice reason to continue living the way I do. All right, so for those planning to walk out, for those planning to come in, welcome to the presence of the Lord as we together dive into scriptures to see truly the word of God. And this is not an attempt to correct doctrine. This is not an attempt to undo a message you have heard. This is the word of the Lord to us in this season, that he is not just supplying his grace, but that he is multiplying his grace. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, people ask questions like, do you believe the grace message? And it's, it's an outlandish question because you cannot be saved unless you believe the grace message. What they ask, I know what, I know what they're asking. They're asking that, do you really believe that God's grace permits us to sin? All right. And there is an, an obvious scripture that answers that question. Shall we continue in sin that grace might abound? So this morning, my job, my, we have a month to trash this out. Glory to God. So my, my job this morning is to lay the bricks and to set the ball rolling for what will be the most memorable time of your life. Somebody say glory to God. So let's go to our anchor scriptures. Uh, because of our time, unless you guys want, I, I can go on till evening. Glory to God. You have told me on your couch. I'm the one standing. All right, praise God. All right, I can go until 7 p.m., but we won't. We'll just lay the initial blocks this morning, and the Lord will help us. We'll just do grace. In the other installments, we'll start talking about multiplied. All right, the Lord permitting us. Please, I want to encourage you. When I start a sermon this way, it means that part of what the Lord will do with his word is to correct some strongholds. I want you to open your heart and discern if indeed this is the Spirit of God then this is what the Lord would have me believe. Whatever you need to delete, all right? Control A now. Select all, all right? Don't delete, especially if you're using Windows. It will go to Recycle Bin, all right? So you hold Shift down and you press Delete. It will ask you, do you want to delete forever? And you say, so long, bye-bye. <laughs> Glory to God. I think I'm going to need a DJ for when I'm preaching now. Not just the pair. There's the place of the psalmist. There's a the place of the minstrel and there's a the place of the DJ. Praise God. Second Peter chapter 1, I'll read from verse 1 to 4 very quickly. This is the scripture we'll be standing on in the month of December. Second Peter chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. It says, but there, from verse 1, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in, this is Second Peter chapter 2. Please, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. I believe it begins like this. Paul, I, 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 I was wondering what was going on. Peter, an apostle, Peter, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was writing to the saints. The key there is in verse 2, which I believe you have in your Bibles. My screen here needs a bit of tweaking. 2 Peter chapter 1, not chapter 2. They'll give it up to me shortly. It says in, in verse 2, I believe, it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to under, underline that in your Bible. Interestingly, if you read First Peter, same introduction, Second Peter, same introduction, all right? But the concept there is that Peter is not just greeting them. He's praying for them. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. This is it. So let's go back to verse 1. Let's go back to verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3 says, According as is divine power has given us unto us all things. Somebody say all things. Okay, I need to hear you now. Somebody say all things. Good. That pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4, it says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these exceeding great and precious promises you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Glory to God. All right, let's flip to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. I trust by now you have your books out, you have your notes out. For those who are capturing thoughts on their smart devices and phones and tablets, I'm sure you have that sorted now. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Hmm. We're coming to this in, I think, part three. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for illumination by your spirit. Thank you because we see Jesus. Thank you because we are forever changed. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. All right, I'm going to give you three definitions of grace. I want you to write it down. I know you have probably a million definitions of grace, but for the purpose of our discussion and as a family with what God is doing so that you can place a demand and place an expectation, I want you to remember these definitions. I know they are very simple. You can even, by the time I'm done, you will know it. You don't even have to write it to remember, but I want you to write it down. Three definitions, six words. Two words each. Hello? 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 Okay, someone just got up now and, and we, we had to wait for you. You can't miss this. You can't miss this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Someone said this PG's glasses. We have to investigate it. <laughs> and be sure it is physical. All right. Number one definition, please write this. Grace is spiritual blessings. Number one, what is grace? Spiritual blessings. Number two, and we're going to do this throughout this, this morning. Number two, what is grace? Supernatural ability. Number three, what is grace? Divine exemption. I'm going to go over that again. Number one, what is grace? Now, this is not just PD being creative. I'm going to give you scriptures. I'm not just trying to be innovative on you. This is the word of God. Now, what is grace? Number one. Supernatural blessings. I think I need to come closer. Some of you are feeling like I'm not talking to you. So I, I need you to see me. Maybe I should come to this side and, 
and the, the people here can see. Number one, what is grace? Supernatural blessings. Number two, what is grace? Supernatural ability. Number three, divine exemption. Can we do that again together, church? Can we do that? So number one, spiritual blessings. Number one, spiritual blessings. Number two, supernatural ability. Number three, divine exemption. Are we good? Are we good? Now, I'm giving you those words. Now, we complete the general definition. So, grace is spiritual blessings. Grace is supernatural ability. And grace is divine exemption that is possible in Christ. So, now, we've, we've tied up the definition together. But I want you this week, throughout today, you are, what God is multiplying to you, you need to know it. What God is multiplying to you is not just a random thought. It's not just a random mystical, gaseous stuff. This is substance. Is multiplying to us in this season. Is giving us what? Spiritual blessings, all right, and multiplying it. Giving us supernatural ability and multiplying it. And he's giving us divine exemptions. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 3, spiritual blessings. It says, grace be to you, peace from God. If you have the Amplified Classic Version, I know it's not on your screen, but if you, in, in that bracket you see there, grace, spiritual blessings be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3 that says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Somebody say glory to God. So what we have been blessed with there is grace. Number one, grace is spiritual blessings. Number two, grace is supernatural ability. What that means is that grace is an empowerment to do what otherwise you were not able to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 to 2. Second, please, we are building. Be patient. We are building. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 to 2. And then we'll read verse 7 if it's on your screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 and verse 2. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do not you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches in Macedonia. What's it, what it's saying there is that there is a supernatural ability. There is an ability to do that these guys have that doesn't make normal sense. Verse 2 breaks it down for us. It says, How that in a great trial of affliction, how that in the time of a recession, how that in the time of a pandemic, how that in the time that everybody was down and their heads bowed and wondering, how are we going to see tomorrow? How are we going to survive? These pastors, they don't even know God. If they know God, all churches in the world should say, we're stopping offering collection. We're stopping time. You can't ask people to give in such an economy. It says, but there is something called a supernatural ability. That in the affliction, trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. If you can jump to verse 7. Supernatural ability. Supernatural ability. Therefore, as ye abound in everything in faith, and utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. <laughs> Glory be to God. So let me just tell us what this scripture is saying. Paul was writing to these guys in Corinth, and he was giving them a reference from the Macedonian believers. 
The Macedonian believers had an uncommon grace to give. It is one of the graces. It is supernatural ability. They had an uncommon grace to give. They were givers. They were givers. An ability to give. For some of us, we know we have graces. I don't want to jump the gun. Please, let's build. Let's build this morning. Let's build. All right? There are people that don't give. I'm not talking of... They don't give. There are people, they don't believe in offerings. They don't believe, they don't believe in anything. They do not give. They do not, they do not even give. They've never given, never will give. And there's no amount of preaching and someone that will change that. There's nothing. You can go, you, there's no graph. You can plot nothing. No testimony. Oh, the Lord was speaking through pastor and said we should, and I did, and God did this. Congrats. Praise God. Praise God. Number one, grace is what? I need to hear you. Number one, grace is what? Spiritual blessings. Number two, it is supernatural ability. Number three, it is divine exemption. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and verse 16. So the scripture for spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. Scripture for supernatural ability. How that by the grace of God. How that by the grace of God. All spiritual blessing that we receive in Christ is God's grace. All spiritual blessing, all protection that you receive in Christ, all spiritual blessings, utterance, grace, healing, health, all spiritual blessings that we receive in Christ is grace. Every ability that we have by the Spirit of God that is not obviously our own ability, it is grace. Every time that what was meant for you is not what comes to you, but something better than what you deserved comes to you, that is grace. Divine exemption. Verse 15, Hebrews 4. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. It says that we may obtain mercy. We may find exemption and find grace to help in time of need. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. All right. So now that we have the definition out of the way, let's begin to build on this. Let's begin to build on this. God's grace really is not an Old Testament covenant phenomenon or Old or New Testament phenomenon. Someone says, oh, we are, the grace of God is just, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to break this down for you. If indeed God's grace is spiritual blessings, there were spiritual blessings in the Old Covenant. If indeed God's grace is supernatural ability, there was supernatural ability in the old covenant. Hello? Hello? Haven't you seen in your Bible where he says that the prophet Elijah spoke and said to the king, he said, go and I'll meet you. And as the king rode on his chariots, he leveraged technology to gain ground. He says the spirit of God came and overtook Elijah and gave him speed that he outran the chariots of Ahab. What that means is that God's supernatural ability can come upon a man, upon a woman, and what those who have gone ahead of you by virtue of their technology can claim and boast of. It says God can give you a grace that overtakes. God can do that. God can do that. Every time we see a supernatural phenomenon, that is grace at work. That is grace at work. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So what is the main difference between the grace of God in the Old Covenant and the grace of God in the New Covenant? Please, I need you to follow me this morning. We are building. We are going somewhere. What is the main difference? Let me, let me tell you. If you search for grace in the Old Covenant, you'll find it. I searched. 
I found it at least 37 times. You might find 38. You might find 36. Hello? You might find 39. I, found, I counted 37. Every time the concept of grace showed up in the old covenant, it was in the clause, if I may find grace in your sight. If I may find grace in your sight. Meaning to us that the grace in the old covenant was a spiritual blessing that was sought for. It was a supernatural ability that was reached out unto. It was a divine exemption that was desired with expedience. It means that this grace, they had to reach out for it. But part of the blessings we have received in Christ in the New Testament is that this grace, we are not finding it as it were. We are not, there is no condition of if I may find grace in your sight, if I may find grace in your sight, if I may find grace in your sight, but in the new covenant, the Bible tells us in Titus chapter 2 and verse 11, it says, for the grace of God, the grace of God that brings salvation now as what appeared to all men. Can you see sight there again? Hello? Are we still in church this morning? So there is a group looking for the grace to find favor in their sight. It says, now this grace has appeared to all men. I don't know how you read your Bible sometimes, but this makes me want to dance. Spiritual blessings have come. Supernatural abilities have come. Divine exemption has come. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So what exactly does this mean? What exactly does this mean? It means that spiritual blessings are now accessible unto all. Please, please, let me just make this demarcation. There is the grace of God that brings salvation. The reason why God has made the grace of God that brings salvation to appear to all men is because every spiritual blessing, remember our definition, is only accessible where? Where? In Christ, right? Hello? Hello? So if all of these spiritual blessings, if all of these supernatural abilities, if all of these divine exemptions are only accessible in Christ, then what a merciful God will do is to ensure that there is an opportunity to get into the door in Christ and then you begin to enjoy all grace. Does that make sense to us? So there is the grace that brings salvation and then there is the all grace where you will now have access to all spiritual blessings, you have access to all supernatural ability and you have access to all divine exemptions. Somebody say glory to God. If you had whispered this to someone in the old covenant, they would have argued with you that there is a day coming where any man whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that there is a day when this grace will not need to be found, but that this grace will appear to all men. And you told them there is a day where you can have access to spiritual blessings. They will say, no, we know what the law says. We know what works we have to do. We know how we have to, we know, we know how the, we have to meticulously study this Torah so that we don't break any portion of it. We know how we have to wash and wash and wash and clean and clean and eat this anoint that they, they said we know the work involved. If we may find, and now in the new covenant, the blood of Jesus has brought access. That this grace has now appeared to all men so that they can come in. 
the, the, the key here is when you come in, having received the grace that brings salvation, then you don't stay at the door. You go in. When you go in, you find all spiritual blessings. You find all supernatural ability. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you told the average person in the old covenant that God is pleased with you, he knows what that means. That means he has kept every bit of the law. That means when it was, when it was time to sacrifice goats, he didn't bring bull. When it was time to bring dove, he didn't bring pigeon. <laughs> hey, you don't know what God, you don't know, some of us don't know what the blood of Jesus has done for us. We have no idea what the blood of Jesus has done for us. That God will sit down and say, I'm pleased with you. You too, you will know that yes, yes. Ah, finally, he's pleased with me. But it says the grace of God has appeared to all men. It brings salvation. It brings salvation. It brings deliverance. It has appeared to all men. Glory to God. Come on, wherever you are, just raise your hands to heaven and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So if indeed grace, I'm going somewhere this morning. If indeed grace is supernatural or spiritual blessings, let's find a confirmation from scripture. If indeed it is supernatural ability. Let's find the confirmation from scripture. If indeed it is divine exemption. I'm setting the stage for what you should expect this month. That some of you by the importation of God's spirit. You will be able to do what you thought you never could do. And you will do it at the dimension that the experts will bow. And the summary, the summary will, will be that your God indeed is an excellent God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalms chapter 32, verse 1 and verse 2, spiritual blessings. Psalms chapter 32, verse 1 and verse 2, this is the psalm he's speaking. He says, blessed. Somebody say, blessed. blessed. Somebody say, blessed. blessed. Blessed is he, blessed is she. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. Remember, just recently, we were talking about sin, iniquity, transgression. He says, blessed is that one whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. In whose spirit there is no guile. Glory to God. Glory to God. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. It says this spiritual blessing will come. This is in the old covenant. They saw it. Iniquity. Crookedness. Not imputed. Transgression. Coming short. Breaking trust. It says not only is this spiritual blessing possible, there is also supernatural ability. Acts 20 verse 32. Paul speaking here. He says, and now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able. I can just stop there. Somebody say which is able. Which is able. So it tells us that this grace comes with ability. Which is able. I keep telling people the reason why someone needed to check out the source of Samson's strength was because it didn't look like someone that should be that strong. Hello? 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 If someone walks into this building now, all chiseled up, muscles, you know there are some muscles, you see them, you're like, is this a person or is this a picture? You're not sure. They look like moving painting, moving painting. Everything is just chiseled. Like, boy, do you, sleep? do you live in the gym and you visit your house? Like, how do you do it? Or do you have a house and you visit the gym? Obviously not. We know the answer. 
Now, when you see such a person moving to this place, lifts everything, carries the car. There used to be a show on DSTV many years back of the strongest man. I don't know if they still do it. You see men, men and brethren, pulling trucks and all sorts. Now, you don't, do you go to such a person and say, show me the secret of your strength? Do you do that? Do you do that? You can see the secret of the strength. You see the biceps. You see everything. You can see the secret. But if I, glory to God. Someone say, PD, I see your six packs. Glory to God. Supernatural ability. Woo! I can see you guys on the chat section. Yeah, you people are saying this PD's glasses. We will investigate it. All right. But if I come now and you see PD carrying a truck, then somebody is going to say, what is this is not normal. And I pray for someone under the sound of my voice that supernatural abilities will begin to find expression in and through your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the world will gather and say, what is your secret? And you will tell them it is, this is not just speaking Christianese. You will know what you are saying. That this indeed is the grace of the Lord. I have received this ability. Somebody say glory to God. There is also divine exemption. Divine exemption. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now. There is therefore now no condemnation. I love this. There is therefore now no condemnation. These ones have received my grace. There is therefore now no condemnation. Child of God, I sense that this is a word for someone. There is therefore now. All right, now. The key word there is now. Before, yes, you were condemned. You were deserving of everything that you thought was due to you. You were deserving. Some people don't move on. You say, I was very terrible in that last relationship. I was a bad person. I did all the wrong things. Now that God has given me a new relationship, all what I'm getting, I deserve it. Child of God, there is therefore now no condemnation. I know in that, and I'm not justifying misbehavior. I'm just saying that person is dead. That old person is gone. There is a new person now, and there is therefore now no condemnation. There is no baggage from my past. It exists, but it is no longer mine because I'm brand new now. I have received this grace. I have been exempted divinely. Therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Alright, so let's begin to tie this together. Since we are laying the ground, we've never talked about multiplied yet. We're still on grace. Now everybody under the sound of my voice knows that grace is spiritual blessings, grace is supernatural ability, and grace is divine exemption accessible in Christ. If I were you listening to this, my question will be, what happens to those outside Christ? Are you saying they do not enjoy spiritual blessings? Are you saying they do not enjoy supernatural ability? Are you saying they do not enjoy divine exemptions? Mm. I hear you. And God hears you. So let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. I am about to, when the Lord told me to share this, I wanted to push it. You know when you push it to the end of the sermon so there won't be time. You now carry it to next week and then you carry it up until the week. God said no, today. Today, this is going to be deliverance for someone. Today, this is going to be deliverance for someone. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45. It says that you may be children of your father. This is Jesus. Remember, the accurate representation of the father is everything Jesus said about him. 
the accurate representation. If you read in some book or you saw in some storybook a God that looks like this, no. Jesus is saying, delete everything you know, you think, you've imagined about God. What I reveal about the Father is the true nature and the picture of the Father. This is one of the verses where it gives us insight into the real nature of the Father. He says that ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven. Now, what is the nature of this Father which is in heaven? He says, he maketh his son, S-U-N, to rise on the evil and on the good. Okay? Not only does he just do that, the son there is not just like everybody wakes up. He's saying that the recipe, please, please, everybody who has studied any basic elementary science knows that the son is considered the the top of the energy chain in every ecosystem. Hello? Hello? So he's saying that as far as this propensity for production is concerned, God has given everyone equal access. On the evil and the good. What else has he done? He sends his rain. He sends his rain. Not only has he given this initial supply, he has also sent a mechanism for perpetuity and continuation. He sends his rain on the just and on the unjust. It means, it means, follow me, follow me. If indeed this is true about God, then there is something that exists in every man and every woman that is a picture, at least, of his grace. Every man, not just born again Christians. There is at least something in every man and every woman. You know, the preacher saw this and, and his explanation of this by the preacher, I'm talking to the author of, of Ecclesiastes. He said, he has set eternity in their hearts. God put something there. God put something there. He put something in you. He put something in me that will remind me that you have received this taste of a spiritual blessing. You can come for more. You have received this taste of a supernatural ability. You can come for more. You have received this taste of a divine exemption. You can come for more. I don't know about you, but many of us will look back at our lives and we will discover that God did not, make, did not wait for us to sort out ourselves and sort out our lives before he came and he started showing up for you. If you are going to be sincere with yourself, you know the very moment where God had every reason under heaven, justifiably, not to have come true. But in that very moment, you enjoyed a spiritual blessing. In that very moment, you received a supernatural ability. In that very moment, you, ex you enjoyed a divine exemption. Even before you were serious. Even before you were born again. Some of us know times where we were really meant to have died. Really and truly meant to have died. But his grace stepped in and said, no, 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 not yet. And I'm sure the devil shows up and says, the reason why you don't allow us to attack people is because of your blood. These ones don't even know anything about your blood. They've not even, they are enemies of you. They've rejected everything. And God says, that's as, as of today's date. That is as of today's date. Because I dwell in eternity and I see I am Alpha and Omega. I say, this one, this one, there's no way there. Glory to God. 
I said glory to God. Now, I want to say this. Please open your heart and receive this. Open your heart and receive this. Especially for young people under the sound of my voice. By young people, I mean people who are less than 100 years. Glory to God. Well, so that's all of us. Yeah, that's all of us. I want you to listen to this. Every talent and every gift that God has placed in you. Please listen. This is, please, this is critical. Every talent and every gift, every blessing, every privilege that God has brought your way, he has done it as an act of his grace to point you to your purpose, to be proof of his grace, not to be what you now build your life on. I will break that down shortly. I'll break that down shortly. I'll say that again. I'll say that again. Every talent, gift, every blessing, every favor, every exemption, every privilege that you enjoy up until now, God has brought it to you as an act of his grace, all right, as proof of his existence and of proof that he has a purpose for your life. It is his desire that based on that acknowledgement, that there is a God and that he has his purpose for me, you will now go and seek him to find out what that purpose is. Mm. Someone is finally getting the picture now. Someone is finally getting it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to help you so that all of us will get it. Conventional wisdom in today's world has told us that if you want to find out your purpose and God's assignment for you, you look at the gifts and the talents God has given you. That sounds very wise. It sounds very practical. Except for the fact that God's, and now I'm going to say it again, God's talents and gifts are like reminders that we will go to God and say, now that I know that you are able to bring an ability to me without me having necessarily worked or earned it, I have come to you to find out what is your purpose, knowing that your grace will be sufficient for that also. Your grace will be sufficient for that also. Imagine Moses attending a career seminar. is listening to a powerful motivational speaker. And the speaker says, if you want to find God's purpose for your life, you have to pay attention to your gifts and your talents. And Moses says, well, I don't know my gifts and talents, but one thing I definitely know is that I cannot talk. That I am sure of that I cannot talk. And then God shows up and says, Moses, I am sending you to Pharaoh and I'm going to use your voice. And Moses says, God, hold up. That's not what they told me at the seminar. I can run. I can fight. I can kill people. If <laughs> Are you getting this? The very purpose on his life was what he didn't have the talent for. But the talents he had were proof that there are things God can impute in you. So that you come to him and say, God, what's the assignment? He says, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. He says, you remember I can't talk? He says, yes, I'm the giver of all grace. I created the tongues. I made the broadcast area in the brain. The center for speech, I created it. This is your speech, I can fix it. I created everything. Moses said, that's not what they taught us. He said, go and find in my word what I taught you. 
Go search and see my word, what I taught you. That the gifts and the blessings, the exemptions, the preservations that have come to you do not necessarily mean that that is where your life parks. You can talk, so be a speaker. If you, if you move close to a lot of people, especially in ministry, who have been called, called by God, you will discover that many of them, their ministry persona is different from their personal persona. It is grace. It is God's way of reminding you, you are not doing this. If I can talk normally, and I'm talking, nobody will say it is God's grace. But you know, he, he normally says a lot of rubbish. But when the Spirit comes upon him, glory to God, his words begin to make sense. There is a time in all of us lives that we make a transition from this primordial basic existence and we begin to say, God, I am ready for grace to be multiplied. I am ready for grace to be multiplied. We do not arrive at that moment mistakenly. All of us get to that moment when we have what I call our Luke 5-5 moment. Our Luke 5-5 moment is that moment where you say that, God, I have enjoyed spiritual blessings at a dimension, even though I have not accessed the fullness in Christ. I have enjoyed a little bit of supernatural ability, and people have celebrated me. The world, everybody has clapped for me. There are things right now in my own life that I can search for. I know I only do them by virtue of the Spirit of God. And the moment the Spirit of God is out, you'll be shocked at how, how, how ordinary, how ordinary, we can be in the same things. In the same things. There is a Luke 5.5 5 moment in the journey of everyone. What is a Luke 5.5 5 moment? It's the moment where you are now ready to receive his grace. It's the moment where you are saying, I've enjoyed a little bit of spiritual blessings. Now I am ready for the fullness of what is available for me in Christ. I have enjoyed a little bit of supernatural ability and discipline. But I know that I am not just disciplined. I'm not a focused young man. You know, these days, if you are, if you are doing, if you are normal, people will celebrate you. You are just normal. Oh, he's such a focused, hardworking young man. He pays attention to his studies. He's getting good grades. I am wondering, hey, when did the award get to this that the person doing normal is one celebrated? Because the default is he's an unfocused young man. She is an unfocused young lady. Just everywhere, everywhere. Distracted, confused. Luke 5, 5, and Simon answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. You are not ready for grace until you get to the point where you say, Master, I have toiled all night. I have exhausted the limits of my talents and gifts. They've told me that this is what I will need to build on to find destiny, but I have searched your word and I found that this is just proof of your love. This is proof of your grace. These things I do effortlessly. These things I do effortlessly. Someone is saying, I was even hoping we will talk a little bit about sin this morning. And I'm saying it's the same principle. It's the same principle. It's, it's not like the person living a victorious life over sin. It's not like they don't like to misbehave too. But there is another law at work in them. They've received supernatural ability. And they can communicate it clearly to you that sincerely, I've lost this, an appetite for that. I don't have a desire for that life anymore. I've left that place. That is where I used to be. Those are the things I used to struggle with. But I've come to a point in my journey where I can boldly say, Master, I have told all night. Master, I have exhausted the limits of my talents and my gifts. Now I am ready to receive your grace. I have exhausted everything I know to do. Child of God, if there's nothing you remember from this morning, 
You must remember that God's grace rests on you for his assignments on your life. The spiritual blessings you will unlock, the supernatural abilities you will have, they will be connected to God's assignment for your life. What that means is that I can stand here and I say this by his grace. I can continue doing what I'm doing. I can stand here leading prayers for another 24 hours. I can stand here dissecting and teaching the word for another 24 hours. And maybe, maybe when I'm done, maybe my feet will ache a little. Why? Because I have found my assignment and I have been graced for it. We struggle at the places we've not been sent to. The things we've not been assigned to. But the things that we feel we have the talent for. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. As we begin to tie this up, be mindful of my time. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Paul here speaking. He says, unto me. I can identify with Paul in this verse. Unto me, who am less than the least. This is not fake humility. This is fact. Think about it for a moment. How does God pick a stammerer, a stutterer? I am saying, God, don't you know how to choose? Let me help you choose. God, there are some things you don't know. Let me, let me, let me show you why I'm not the one. How do you explain God showing up to Gideon? A man who was stretching wheat at the wine press. And he says, thou mighty man of valor. He said, God, you are really God. I believe you know all things. But sometimes, you act like you don't really know me. He says, I made you. I formed you. And I have grace that is available. For the assignments that I have for your life. Not for the ideas that you have for your life. My grace follows my calling and my assignment. If I've called you to it... I have graced you for it. I have released spiritual blessings for it. I have released supernatural ability for it. I have brought exemptions just for this purpose, for my assignment on your life. But you need to get to that point where you can say, Master, I have told all night. I've been sweating, running around in this rat race called life, trying to find the meaning, trying to find the trajectory. They've, they've, they've drawn out the course for my life. You get born, you go to school, you get good grades, you get a good job, you get a wife, you have a couple of children, you train your children well, you start an RSP for them, they go to school debt-free, you give them houses, and then you die, and then hundreds years after, nobody even knows you walked the surface of the earth. God is saying there's meaning to your life. I've not called you to a normal life. People are saying, God, where I am now, if I can even have that, I'm fine. And God is saying, come on, come up. My grace, my ability is able to pull you up. My grace is able to pull you up. I have supernatural ability for you. And the reason why I'm choosing an area where you think you are not talented for is that you will know that his excellency is of him, not of me. This is not me speaking to millions because I can talk. I know I can't talk, but he can talk through me. This is God raising my voice up to sing songs that will bring healings that will be translated to languages in the far corners of the earth. And I know I can't sing. I'm not that talented. But God said, this is your voice. I want to use it. And my grace is there for you. He's saying, I want you to write books. I am calling you to stand and you are going to speak to millions. They will receive impartation of life. I am saying, God, I can't even stand in front of two people. 
I'm already shaking. I'm already stammering. Oh, God. I say, God, someone else. He says, know by grace that you will know that this is me at work in you. Sorry, I've been on Ephesians 3 verse 8 since. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. He says, that I should preach among the Gentiles. There was grace given for it. This grace involves an ability to get on boats and to travel. It involves an ability to get beaten, to get stoned at, to be called all sorts of names. And I don't pack my bags and say, God, I'm done with you because I'm captured, swallowed, engulfed by his grace. His grace has been given. That follows assignment. I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I want to pray for someone this morning. Your prayer point has been for God to amplify your talent. You've told God that a man's gift makes way for him. You told God, God, this is my gift. Make a way for me. I'm not even, let's just leave that scripture. Okay, let's leave it. Let's say indeed a man's gift makes a way for them. We know what that means is that a gift giving gives you audience among nobles. But it is true that God gives us gifts. God gives us talents that have come naturally to us. In quotes, naturally. Naturally. I'm saying that there is another power to work. Grace. That the person who has rehearsed, the person who has mastered, the person, and when you see, when as we begin to go down into this, God's grace is not the believer's lazy card. It doesn't mean, for instance, this is not my lazy card, but I know that my fingers have been anointed by God. Every time I put my hand on the keyboard, no matter where angels are, I'm pulling myself back. I don't want to say I'm calling angels from anywhere. Because they are here. They are here. But the presence of God honors that. It's a grace connected. It's a grace. It's a grace connected. It's a grace. Does it mean I won't practice? I won't rehearse? Does it mean? And there are those who they will run all the scales, play all the chords. The only thing happening is that uh, it sounds nice. Ha! You preach a sermon, powerful sermon, sweating blood, and all somebody says is you sound nice. I like that preacher. I can preach. No, it's something was communicated. Life, life was transmitted. That's how you know grace now is following the assignments. Spiritual blessings unlocked. Supernatural ability, ability imputed. You just begin to know that hey. I can do this. It is actually me. I know I am shy. I know I can't speak to two people. But I know God is sending me to the nations. I know I'm not the best person on my street. But I know God wants me to win this street. I know what they will say. They will remind me of when I was 15. They will remind me of when I was 12. They will remind me of when I was 5. Some of them actually changed my diapers. Some of them have every reason why according to my family line and my family tree, I'm not the one God is supposed to use. But he says, my grace has appeared and it is sufficient for you. It is you. It is you. It is you. It is you. But remember, outside of Christ, the highest existence is one of talent, hard work, strife, and toil. There is a place you get to where you say, Master, we have toiled all night. Now, 
we are ready to receive your grace. This morning, we've just laid the bricks for grace. And if there's anything I want you to remember, I've said many things I want you to remember. I want you to add this jealously to the list. That real grace and the fullness of grace is only available in Christ. Some of you are friends. They are talented. They are gifted. Some things you struggle with come easy to them. They've never taken a moment. They think it's good genes. They think it's good genes. They think it's good parenting. They don't know even good parenting is grace. They think it's the circumstances of, the, of their birth. They don't know even that is grace. They've come to have confidence in the flesh, in their own abilities. And God is saying, I put that there. I cause the sun to shine. I cause the rain to pour. So that you will come to me. And you say, now that I know that you are a giver of good gifts, I'm ready for all grace to be made available to me so that I can run with your assignment for my life. I can run in the direction of destiny. But real grace is found in Christ. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, you know you have not met Christ. The highest level you can produce to your world is toil. There is an invitation on the table this morning. And I surrender all to you. My talents, my gifts, my time. Everything I give to you. Someone is saying, PJ, I saying I can be talented. I can be a talented singer. And God is calling me as a prophet. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The assignment on your life doesn't necessarily follow your talents. Because you won't do your purpose with talents. He will do your purpose with grace. You won't fulfill destiny with talent. You will fulfill destiny with grace. Yes, that is what I'm saying. You are a great artist. God is going to use that as part. Every talent is giving you. He's going to use it. But he's not going to build on that. He's going to build on his master plan and his master purpose for your life. That he can turn fishers of fish into fishers of men. That he can turn torturers into deliverers of nation. That he can turn, 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 turn people who are hiding into great mighty men of valor. That he can turn killers and murderers into mighty apostles to the nations. That he can pick harlots and prostitutes, turn their lives around and use their testimony for his grace. That is not a good track record. That is not talent at work. That is his grace at work. And he's saying that is what I want to do through you. That is what I want to do through you. I want to use it. That is what I want to do through you. I want to multiply my grace. I want to show you supernatural abilities. I want to bring you into a realm of spiritual blessings. I want you to be a partaker of divine exemptions for the purpose of my call, for the purpose of my oil, for the purpose of my calling and my destiny upon your life. I know you don't feel qualified for it. I know you don't feel talented for it. I know you have someone else you are recommending. You are saying, God, look, look around. There's a better worker in this church. There's a better prayer warrior in this church. There's a better Christian in this church. The ones that do everything PD says, I'm even still struggling to do this. And you are saying it is me. Yes, that you might know that it is by my grace 
Father, for as many under the sound of my voice, who have been convicted by the word, and they are saying it's time for Jesus. I've tasted a little. Now I want the fullness. I want to come in. I ask, Father, that your life be communicated to them. I ask that there be a communication of your spirit as they believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the giver of all grace as they believe that indeed this grace has appeared to all men. The grace that brings salvation as they open their hearts to receive you. Some for the very first time. Some are saying, man, I did this a while ago, but that's a joke. I know nothing. I didn't enter into anything. And they feel led to do this now as they confess you as Lord and Savior. Believe in your resurrection power that you are very much alive today. I ask for your life to invade them, your spirits to fill them up with your love, with your joy. What man cannot give? What man cannot give? What man cannot give? What man cannot give? Let your spirit supply. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. One more group. One more group. One more group this morning. The same PD, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Now, this is not a conversation about age. This is a conversation about now. I'm going to say that again. This is not a conversation about age. This is a conversation about now. There is therefore now. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Therefore now. You are saying, PD, I've been inspired by paying attention to my talents and to my gifts that I have neglected the nudges of the Spirit for what I know God has called me to do just because I feel I am unqualified for it. All of us are unqualified for what he has called us to do. But there is a supply of grace giving. A supply of grace giving. A supply of grace giving. I am saying I'm ready for assignment. I've done my own ways for too long. I am ready. I am ready. Now, don't say I've wasted years. Don't say I wish I heard this message 20 years ago. You've heard it today. God's destiny, God's purpose over your life. It is time. It is time. Where you've gotten to that point, Master, I've toiled all night. The places you are sending me to, the whispers you are whispering, what you are saying you will do through me, sincerely, I don't get it. But for once, I realize that it's not me. I'm just the vessel. It's going to be your grace, your spiritual blessings, the health and stamina I have. I have been involved in enough dangerous abilities for my liver to have been damaged by now. I have been involved in enough dangerous activities, but I have enjoyed spiritual blessings. I receive supernatural ability for what lies ahead of me. I receive divine exemptions for the places the doors you are opening for me by your grace. I want to join my hands with you, join my faith with you as you open your mouth this morning to say, Father, after all, all night, I am ready for your grace. Having received the grace that has brought salvation to me, now I am saved, now I am justified, now I am washed clean by your blood. I am now eligible, not just for the grace that brings salvation, but I am now eligible for all grace. Connected to your purpose and your assignment for my life. I am ready. I am ready. I bring to friction the spiritual blessings that the world should enjoy through me. Because of your grace. The supernatural abilities 
that the world will glean through me by your grace, the divine exemptions. Father, thank you for your sons and your daughters. Ready to maximize your grace. Your grace, your grace. We're nothing without you. Your grace, your grace shines on me. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace, it shines on me. Shines on me. Shines on me. It's your grace. Someone on that sound of my voice, the Spirit of the Lord says that what I would have you do, it's like night and day. He says, I've not even shown you a, pic a full picture, but the glimpse you've seen is already scary to you. He says, hand over. Hand over to me. Stop figuring how out. Yield to the master. Say yes. Say yes. Let your answer be yes. Let your answer. Now that you've received the grace that brings salvation, he says, now I'm ready to open you up to all grace. All grace. All grace. Heaven's abilities, all grace, uncommon favor. Places, corridors that you have no business being in, all grace. Some are receiving in this very moment. Grace for unusual opportunities in the marketplace. Not just to increase your empire, but for the assignment on your life. All grace. All grace. It's my coming form of a promotion. You think it's your pay grades that is changing. God says, I'm bringing you access to someone. All grace. All grace. Some of you are looking at the pain and the, 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 the pain of your past. The pain of 2020. And you're ready to, to, to throw the towels and to down tools. And God is saying, all grace. Thank you, Jesus. 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 What a God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Only you can do these things. What a God. Only you can do these things. Thank you for a revelation of your will. Now that we know that it's not us, it's not even our talents, it's not our giftings, we are ready. We are ready. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord says, if I had shown you a glimpse before today, some of you will have been scared. Some of you will not even come to church again. Some of you will run away. When I show you the nations, when I show you the mammoth size, when I show you the impact that your life will have, some of you would have run away before today. But now you've come to understand it is my grace at work in you. It is my grace at work in you. All I need for you is to say yes and to yield and say, Master, I have toiled all night over to you now. I have run my agenda, the agenda of my parents, the agenda of my friends, the agenda of society, the expectations of men. But now I am ready to run your agenda, knowing now that it is by your grace. Thank you, Father, for grace supplied and for grace multiplied. We give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, come on, wherever you are, if you can, 
tell those things together. Give the Lord a big shout! Glory to God. 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 We've received something this morning. We are not just better informed. We are transformed. We are transformed. We are ready for destiny. We are ready to run with his purpose. Knowing that it won't be by our, by our doing. It will be by his grace. Come on, wherever you are. I want you to shout. I want them to hear. I want the gates of hell to hear it resounding. I have received all spiritual blessings. Supernatural abilities at work in me. I received divine exemptions by his grace. Come on, say that once again. I have received all spiritual blessings. Supernatural abilities at work through me. And I enjoy divine exemptions. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.